When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are things? Things are good. How are things with you? Good. I am reading some awesome books right now. Okay, do tell. So I'm finishing up an arc that we got called Mm. Threaded, which I think you've mentioned before. Yes. But have to agree. Yes. So much fun. Loving it. Yes. It's like a fantasy meets the bachelorette Mm -hmm. energy. Yes. And it's delightful. It's super delightful. Yeah. So definitely recommend that. Mm -hmm. By the time this episode airs, it should be out. Yes. So y'all should check this book out. Yeah. It came out late June. Yeah. So definitely worth it. Um, And the author is Tay Rose. Yes. Mm -hmm. Loving it. Thank Mm -hmm. you for this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also I finally got the audiobook from the library because the wait list was forever okay of Spare mm-hmm. by Prince Harry <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah his like memoir. Autobiog- memoir autobiography whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by it really I don't know I feel like the world falls into like three camps mm-hmm. one you don't give a shit about the royals yep Totally fair. Mm -hmm. And then the next two are people who care about the royals Mm -hmm. and people who are like royal, like truists Mm -hmm. and the people who are like royal, like anarchists. Okay. A little bit. So I'm a royal, I would call myself a royal anarchist. Okay. Place. And if I had to group myself. So you're in like the Harry Meghan camp. I'm in the Harry Meghan camp. One thousand percent. Interesting. Fight me on this. Mm -hmm. Like I will. Yeah. I will go toe to toe with anyone on this. It is, <laughs> it is wild. And like, in reality, like I don't care that much about the Royals, mm-hmm. but like the things that like I've heard and read, I understand there's always two sides to every story, but mm-hmm. it's like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I, I see you. <laughs> I know how this works. I'm not stupid. Um, so anyway, I just, I've been wanting to read this book and mm-hmm. I find, I, I, so I put myself on the wait list for the actual book and the audiobook, and I finally got the audiobook, and mm-hmm. it's read by Prince Harry, which I love. His That's voice. really cool that they actually like got him to read it. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's just because it's real, and it's like talking about like when his mother passed and what it was mm-hmm. lo- like. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I'm like eating it up. I'm just <laughs> give me the drama. Um, that's not in my life, other right. people's lives. Um, <laughs> so um, away from the fantasy romance spectrum. Yeah, but. 
an exciting new book I'm listening to. That's fun. So I, I'm enjoying the story. I'm granted. Is it from like childhood? Like, like yeah. Well, it starts off the like prologue was at his um, grandfather's funeral. Mm-hmm. And he's like talking to his dad and William. And they're just kind of like, we don't understand why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how do you not? understand why I'm why I'm doing this and then mm-hmm. he's like but like I literally ponder like maybe they just don't get me maybe mm-hmm. they don't understand how everything built to this mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how the it starts gotcha and then it jumps in it's not like I was born it's not like that <laughs> but it does like kick off with him as like a child and his mother um and like when she died because mm-hmm. I think that's like the inciting yeah incident mm-hmm. for it all because that's where the like whole paparazzi issues first began was mm-hmm. with her and it's just it's just insane so anyway also like do i think princess diana was possibly murdered s- possibly murdered absolutely it's fine <laughs> um that's just me don't come after me royals i mean nothing to this world you're fine i didn't mean it anyway um so anyway i'm a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. in this world oh my god i saw a video mm-hmm and this guy, sorry, sidetrack. He was like, I don't understand people. It was a comedian. He was like, I don't understand people mm-hmm. who don't believe in any conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. He was like, I get not believing in all conspiracy theories. Yeah, 100%. And he's like, but like the government has a whole host of people mm-hmm. to look after. Yeah. He's like, I'm a father. Mm-hmm. I have one child. <laughs> and I lied to that mother ever all the time and i was like you know what facts he's not wrong he is not wrong no that's the case for conspiracy theories anyway um all that to say <laughs> if you're like me in those ways i think you'd really enjoy <laughs> spare by harry but also like that title like upsets me so deeply mm-hmm. like on his behalf like he's the spare mm-hmm and he's like so casual about it. He's like, it never bothered me as a kid. It was just, he was always the heir and I was the spare and it was just how we were. And I was like, if as a child, I was constantly referred to as the spare, that's damaging mentally. I mean, I'm sure, but I just feel like it goes back for. I understand, like, <laughs> but like we can know that he's the spare yeah, without constantly referring to him as the spare. Anyway. I'm just learning a lot about him Mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying it. Um, So that's That's what I'm reading slash listening to right now. Um, What about you? I am actually reading. um, So it's not an arc, but it is um, a book that an author did send to us. Ooh. Um, It's called Of Curses and Beauty by L. Backenstow. Um, yeah, so it came out a couple months ago. Um, and it's like a very, it's like a YA cottage cozy kind of vibe. So it's like a beauty and the beast retelling. Love it. That was what got us into Akatar. I know. I know. So it's very like, I'm, I'm maybe like halfway into it. Very much enjoying it. Um, it it is, it's like a comfort cozy kind of read. So I love that. I can't wait to read that one. Yeah. So it's, it's very much enjoyable. I know she has like a new book coming out, I think end of this year or early next year, but it's going to be, I think a so gotcha um so more to come on that oh how fun yeah so that's i think that's all i'm reading right now cool alice shrugged as always we know <laughs> i'll eventually get there <laughs> i get hey i i was reading the hunger of the gods for months yes so no judgment no judgment 
That's too Uh, funny. I know. One day. One day I'm going to read it and just tell everyone how great it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I was walking my bookstore the other day and um, I am loving the creativity Mm -hmm. that Barnes & Noble is starting to give their employees with the like bookends. Oh, really? Um, Well, just because they used to, from what I've heard from my mom who worked at Borders and Barnes & Nobles, is it used to be like very intense like mm-hmm. people paid for those spots well, that's what I thought I thought it was just like all paid space and I think there's some paid space mm-hmm. but um recently Barnes and Noble's just it's obvious that they're letting their people have more fun with like coming up with like silly themes for mm-hmm. the bookends like I saw the other day of like he's a 10 but which is like that TikTok trend mm-hmm. and so I have been I have via those like fun bookends mm-hmm. my TBR list yeah is so freaking huge oh mine's massive and it's like if I think too much about it I will have anxiety yeah but well, mine mine is not in- influenced by Barnes and Noble mine is influenced by Instagram because we have <laughs> an amazing account where lots of people we follow lots of people lots of people follow us it's incredible yeah. I appreciate all of your love and support but now I get all these ads from all these different author books and I'm like "Ooh, what are you about oh yes I want that I want that I want that and so yeah. now my TBR is just ridiculous it is ridiculous yes but, but also, I did hear that Barnes Noble is changing their marketing style um, because of how it used to be. And, like, you know, they're worried about going under because yeah. of how book sales are going. Um, and so they're now doing more niche and, like, indie authors and, Fun. like, more trends and stuff like that. And having, like, more smaller tables versus just, like, shelves and shelves of yeah. books. Um, and so I think maybe that's like yeah. kind of part of it. I'll be honest. Nowadays, when I do Barnes and Nobles, mm-hmm. my first lap is always the tables. Yeah. Cause I just having like a small table with like 10 different books is so much easier to me yeah. visually that are themed. Right. It makes it so much easier versus yeah. like, you're just browsing shelves with thousands of books on them. It's where so- I have no context into like what you might Right, because you can pull it out to even see the cover. And I judge yeah. based on the cover if I'm going to read the back. Honestly. So, like, we all do. I mean, we all know we do. So, just reading, like, spines of books, yeah. you have no idea what you're pulling. You would only pull the books that were front-facing, which they paid to have front-facing yeah. books. So, it's, like, just having these tables, I think, is a great, totally. great idea. Totally. I tried to convince – I told my husband about the, like, TikTok trend game thing where – um. Oh, you get like five minutes in the store. Well, or like people have been doing like 60 seconds because like five minutes is a, actually a very long time. But 60 seconds um, is terrifying. Okay. But I've seen people who do 60 seconds and get like oh, I'm these sh- stacks. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. And it was just so funny. He, I was, we were driving to Barnes and Nobles and I was trying to convince him. I was like, you should do this for me. He was like, I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, like, what could I do in 60 seconds? Yeah. And it was so funny. We were at like the stoplight. He's like, okay, your 60 seconds starts now. I was yeah. like, ha, ha, <laughs> get me in the bookstore. Um, but we were walking and then I saw um, the bookend that just had all the new like throne of glass mm-hmm. books. And I was like, I could just right all there. <laughs> I just need five <laughs> seconds for that. And yeah. We'd be done. And he's like, this is why mm-hmm. I will never give that as a gift for you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fine. But we'll see. Maybe one of these days. Maybe. I've put it in his brain. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, okay. So we have a new fam member mm-hmm. of our Patreon. And so 
we want to give this person a shout out. So thank you to Hannah C. Thank you. For becoming a fam member mm-hmm. and supporting us in these ways. Thank you. Um, and we are so grateful for everybody who mm-hmm. supports us. But fam is that highest tier. They do book club with us. They get lots of extra special perks. Yep. So um, we just want to send that extra special Thank you to yes. Hannah and all of our fan members. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, if you're curious, check it out. Check it out. Fun stuff over there. Um, and I guess we don't really have any like announcements. We're kind of in like summer holiday season. But Which like happy 4th of July. Yes. I was going to say, speaking of holidays, yes. for folks in the United States, mm-hmm. Hope you're enjoying some fireworks and some an extra day off maybe this yeah. week if you're watermelon lucky. pool time beach watermelon time. yeah that's like what I think of when I think Fourth of July I think of hot dogs I'll go with that too <laughs> <laughs> thank you Lily Blonde too yes um but yeah hope you guys are enjoying summertime mm-hmm. um I think that's really all we've got going on right this second yeah that's not true guys. Hold on. Small, like, teaser. Mm-hmm. We have some exciting things happening in the background. We do. And I'm not, we're not going to tell you. No. But. Well, that's not a teaser. Well, here, no, here, here's the <laughs> thing. I want them to know there are exciting things happening. Yeah. But you don't get to know what yet. We're, we're like those influencers we all hate. Guys, I am working on something that is so incredible. I can tell you <laughs> nothing of it. But there is something so incredible coming. And I can't wait to tell you. That's who I'm being right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a very good job so, at it. <laughs> I've always wanted to be this person. The influence power is going to my head. Um, so anywho, Sarah and I are very busy behind the scenes. Yes. Just in case you're curious. Mm-hmm. More to come. More to come. <laughs> like an asshole. I'm going to leave it at that. Yes. Um, all right. Should we dive in? Let's do it. Okay. This week, um, we're calling this episode Night and Day, mm-hmm. and we're doing chapters 22 through 25. All right. Chapter 22 was a long one. It was very long. And, okay. Rune makes contact with a spy, and Hunt attends a Triari meeting. Um, okay, Pollux totally sucks. And he I sucks so hard. So hard. I feel so bad for Celestina. Yeah. Um what a dick. Like he ruined everything for her. Of course. Everything. Um, and then I'm also actually shocked that the Crystal Calm worked on the first try. Yeah. I was like, that it never works as well. Like no. nothing ever goes easily. But it did. Thanks. I, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so this starts off, and once again, Rune has told his brothers everything. <laughs> everything. Um, this guy does not keep secrets from them, which I love, but also yeah. I was like, can I trust you with anything, Rune? <laughs> but actually. Yeah, so he is like sitting there with Declan and Flynn, and he is attempting to use the Calm Crystal to connect with Agent Daybright. Yes. Um, real quick, I just thought it was sweet. So Flynn like claps him on the back, and he says, we've got you, do your thing. And Rune, in his, like, mind, he says, there wasn't anything else to say, anything else Rune needed to hear. And so it's just, mm-hmm. like, they just have each other's back. And they I know. Each other and it's just so sweet. They're the best brothers. They really are. So he holds this crystal, and he's, like, doing his best, extending his mind out, and he's just kind of like, hello? Mm-hmm. I know. Is anybody there? <laughs> and he's just, like, focusing. He's like, the crystal knows where to go. I'm yeah. Like, trust the crystal. It's like- fine. Um, but I think it's interesting that, like, in his head, he's building a bridge. Like, yes. I feel like because he was, I don't know, like, the way he was thinking it, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because I feel like 
depending on like the type of person you are yeah some people would cast like an actual bridge in their head whereas some people might cast like a rope some people might like you know what I mean like everybody yeah. just visualizes things so differently like how you connect to somebody yeah I just thought it was interesting because I was like I would build a bridge too like that's yeah. how my mind worked but I don't know I was just thinking like would other people try to build something different I think in my brain mm-hmm. I would think of it as like casting a net yeah I feel like I would have been like Tossing the net Tossing out. a net and hoping yeah. it caught something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why that image just gave me such questioning as like yeah. what other people think. But I was like, I get the bridge. I get the bridge. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he's saying hello. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like about to say his name. And then he's like, oh, I don't have a, I don't have a code name. Like, I can't just say my name. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm ruined in and like everybody knows who I am. I can't, right. I can't use my name. But um, he winds up hearing like a faint female voice respond back. Right. I'm like, oh, somebody's there. Someone's here. Um, but so he sees this person on his bridge. So epic. So epic. Yeah. So it says a female of pure flame, or that was how she chose to appear. Not how Lahaba had been made a flame with her body visible, but rather a female cloaked in it. Only a flash of a bare wrist or an ankle or a shoulder through the veil. She was humanoid, but that was all he could glean. She looked like one of the radical sun priests who'd gone rogue and immolated themselves to be close (laughs) to their God. You're like, oh, yeah, how interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, wait, can she see me? I know. <laughs> he's like, did not. Did not prepare at all. No. But I, to his credit, I mean, I would have been like, this is never going to work. Like, why? Do, right. There's nothing to prepare for. Right. So. But apparently his he- head was like a step ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And he had already kind of cloaked himself and he has a silhouette that was formed of nights and stars and galaxies and planets and it just sounds really cool yeah so he's talking with agent day and and my initial like thoughts Mm -hmm. is this person is sassy yes (laughs) so sassy like she's like asking his name again because he's just like standing there yeah um and i just yeah i i like this person so far yeah at one point he's like so we trust each other that easily. Like you're not at all worried that the crystal fell into the wrong hands or the code phrases were compromised. Mm-hmm. And she goes, agents of the Asteri don't bumble about so much. <laughs> Just like, damn. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I liked his response. He's like, I'll try harder to impress you next time then. Yeah. And I'm like, I, this is, this is good banter. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gave him a name, yeah. his own name, since he didn't have one. It's agent Knight. Yeah. Because he's, how he's appearing yeah. so make- but also like day night i know it's, it's cute, too cute. cute too cute cute um oh and i like she said i figured i'd spare you the trouble of trying to invent something yourself i love it mm-hmm. so they finally get down to business runes like mm-hmm. hey do you have any updates and she's essentially like no but tell your commander that safe passage is granted under the cover of the waning moon mm-hmm and he doesn't really know what that means. And yes. she's not telling him. But she's right. like, mm, you tell him. Yes, pass it along. Mm-hmm. And he gets like so annoyed. He's like, Cormac, it's not my commander. Like, And I just thought it was funny. I was like, bro, chill. <laughs> she doesn't know your ranking. Right. She just thinks you're a, a novice. novice. Mm-hmm. So. So he finishes his little mind speak thing. Yep. The flame winks out. Mm-hmm. And he goes and tells Cormac yes. what he heard. Mm-hmm. And Cormac is like that's it mm-hmm. he's like yeah and so i think cormac's like a little disappointed because i he really wanted to hear like was there something with sophie was there something with you know this mission of getting mm-hmm. the mech suit but just nothing so yeah 
not he didn't come back with like the most exciting news mm-hmm. but yeah at least he established the connection which is super positive yeah well and I thought it was interesting too because Rune like comes at him and he's like why didn't you tell me like Daybright was a female which I was like does it matter if Daybright's a female um, but Cormac's like you know I don't know if you share the same antiquated views as your dad and I was like mm. that's interesting because we thought Cormac shared the same antiquated views as the Autumn King be- yeah. because of like the whole engagement so it's like clearly no you're like oh but it's interesting that he would be concerned about Rune having those views too yeah. you know so I don't know. So clearly nobody has bad views of women. Apparently. We'll take it. Sure. So Cormac is going to go out pretending to sightsee. Basically, he's going to pretend he's very interested in the black dock, which I was like, who would be interested in the black dock? Yeah. He's going to be apparently. Yeah. Because he says he would rather speak with the Reapers in the daytime. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Excuse me. What? We, we passed a Reaper in the very beginning of CC2, yep. and it was terrifying. Yep. Uh, you're going to go talk to them? Because he's just like, you know, I have no other leads. If Day's not giving me anything, like, I'm going to go look for a meal. And that's kind of the clue that we got from Danica and Sophie's email exchange. Like, we think maybe the Bone Quarter. So, like, why not just go talk to the Reapers? I was like, do they just willy-nilly talk to whomever comes mm. up to them? Like, yeah, I, I don't, don't see that as, like, a thing. And so he's taken an interest in that. Because he, we, we think Emil might be there. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of investigating on the side. Yes. And that's where that conversation ends. Mm-hmm. And we pivot to Hunt. Yes. Who is on his way to a Triari meeting at Celestina's home. Yeah. Versus the Comedian, which I thought was interesting. Very interesting. Um, and like, we keep comparing her to Micah mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Right. Um, but like in just how she styles her home, it's very like soft and warm Mm -hmm. and compared to like Micah's like coolness and edges and all of that. And so I, we just keep getting painted this picture. Like she's the opposite of Micah. She's the opposite of Micah, Mm -hmm. which is like, if this is true, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. But I'm like, are you doing this so intentionally of like opposite, opposite, opposite? I know. It's like a lie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it either way. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but the whole triari is there whole triari is there yeah um and Han is like with isaiah as they're walking and he's thinking like i'm gonna tell my friend everything that's going on with yeah. hell and then like i'm like are you are you actually like is this what you've decided yeah kind of surprised i'm also like i don't know what isaiah would do he can't help in any way right at least i don't think so and like would he make him stop? Would he turn him? I don't think he would turn him in. No. But like, I feel like Isaiah would be the kind of person who's like, if you don't stop this, mm-hmm. I will tell Celestina. Yeah. Like, I don't think he'll, he would want to do it, but I think he would try to get Hunt to do it. I agree. That. I don't know why that gives me Isaiah vibes. No, I, I agree. Well, I think it also puts him in a peculiar place considering he's yes. still a slave. Yes. And it's like, if he doesn't tell like what the repercussions could be for him exactly because he's a slave so like i get it um but so anyways so they go in there and baxian and pollux appear to both been beaten up and i was like you're like what are you doing i was like wait did hunt i was like is this from the the original fight or like but i was like baxian was involved so i was like was there another fight did we miss another fight you're like what what's going on i know um 
but Celestine is kind of talking and she's, you know, admitting that she thinks she's been naive and mistaken in thinking that she could just introduce two Panjarans to this city without a more thorough education in its ways. And I'm like, yeah. what are you, what happened? Like, what are you implying? Yeah. Um, but it's really funny. Like Hunt's loving watching Pollux like squirm through all of this because like she is being everything that he hates. Like she's being kind and fair yeah. and equal. And it's like, he's like, He's just raging because he just like he wants to be able to destroy and do whatever he wants like he did with Sandriel. Mm-hmm. Like he was just able to like torture people and it was no problem. Right. But he can't do that anymore. You <laughs> cannot. He is there are not rules here. happy. Yeah. So like Hunt's like, ha ha ha. This is like the worst kind of punishment she could give him. And she doesn't <laughs> even know. It's too funny. Yeah. But we get the story. Right. So in theory, Pollux and Baxian are at a bar mm-hmm. um, and Pollux is all up on some girl and they go to the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And from Pollux's perspective, he was just getting spicy right. with a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baxian is like, um, she told you no mm-hmm. a bajillion times. Right. Like, and he's like, well, no, doesn't really mean no. And it's like, like okay, off, immediately I'm like, Baxian was in the right. We're, yes, 100%. <laughs> he's clearly, like, Pollux admits that she said no. So it's like, okay, there mm-hmm. we go. But Baxian, like, came to the defense of this girl and right. beat the shit out of Pollux. Yeah. Which, that's a very noble thing. Mm-hmm. Celestina's, like, asking, you know, how did you you know, know what he was going to do. And he yeah. said, I've spent decades with this asshole. I knew what was about to happen. I wasn't going to let him go through with it. Mm. Okay. So I, I know we have this image of Hunt thinking back seems like the worst guy ever, but everything that I've seen of him, I like him. Yes. So like, is he rough around the edges? Totally. Sure. But, but I was like, he could have been stuck in Sandriel's Chirari just like you, Hunt. Yeah. Forced to do crap he didn't want to do just like you, Hunt. Yeah. And maybe he's a good person just trying to seek redemption. Right. I'm getting those vibes. I'm getting those vibes too. Um. So apparently, Celestina was like, I was about to make an example of you. Mm-hmm. Speaking to Pollux. Right. But apparently the Asteri have told her to give him another chance and it's like blah yes but the problem is this fight was filmed and yep. like put all over the internet so and it's all over the news yes so it's not enough to just like give Pollock a second chance you have to distract from mm-hmm. what is going on like what everybody is seeing yeah so their brilliant plan is to distract with a wedding yes basically. or an engagement it's a mating ceremony. Yes. So um, Celestina is going to mate with Ephraim, who's mm-hmm. the other angel who's replacing Sandriel. Right. And there's going to be a whole thing with a ceremony and hoopla. And yeah. she's basically a breeder. Right. Basically. <laughs> like, that's the whole point. They're like, we need to replenish the archangel ranks. So mm-hmm. come together, pop out some angel babies. Yes. Like, that's terrible to be told. Like, yeah, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. 
I know. I feel so bad. And yeah. like what, like I like Celestina even more because when she was talking about, you know, the fight being filmed and everything, she's pissed. And she had asked the girl, like she reached out to the girl to see if she wanted to press charges. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. Obviously the girl said no, cause she's terrified of Pollux right. like, killing her and her family. Um, and then Celestina says, I plan to fix that in this city, this territory, even if it means making an example of one of my triari. Like, so she, she wants change. Yeah. Like she's seeking change. Like she wants better for everyone. It Which seems like awesome. I know. So I just feel, I feel like even worse that she's being forced into this like yeah. mating ceremony in a month. Like it's at the mm-hmm. autumn equinox in a month. Um, just because of like crappy people under her. Yes. Now in like crappy situation, mm-hmm. but silver lining, apparently yes. She's been friends with Ephraim Mm -hmm. for many years, and she says that he is a fair and wise male. I can think of no better partner. So at least she's not being given to, like... Pollux? Like, someone like him, like a monster. It still sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, if it's gonna happen... There could be way worse options. Yeah, so... I I think it's, like, obviously frustrating for her. And it honestly reminds me of, like, in our world, like, royalty, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, people would get married off and it was like right. you just did it mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how I feel the the type of situation she's in and I think yeah. she understood that with her role mm-hmm. um so she's irritated but not like outright like horrified right you know yeah um and so Ephraim is going to be visiting for a few weeks along with his triari which I know I roll so the hind is going to be there with Pollux yep and the harpy yep and the what's the last one Uh, the hawk yeah the hawk Mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah so they're all coming it's gonna Um, be so much fun mm -hmm. yeah I'm (laughs) very nervous (laughs) yeah Um, but with that Celestina tells basically everybody get out yep. like except hunt she wants to chat yes which this conversation mm-hmm. low-key blew my mind blew it yeah so apparently she kind of opens this up interestingly like asking like how he's doing yeah because she heard about like bryce's engagement to cormac mm-hmm. and i'm like that's very thoughtful right of her mm-hmm. and so you know he lets her know like it's an arranged marriage she's like oh i like i assume so but i'm curious how you are feeling it's like what i know this she is cares new. about him this is new um but um he gives his answer just like you know we're dealing with it day by day and she goes you're exactly as i thought you'd be and you're just kind of like what does that mean right and she tells him that she was very close friends with shahar which would like shocked me. It like came out of nowhere. So random. So random. But like apparently it was like in the war she had nothing to offer her. Like we knew she had like the small island with the Asteris Legion. So like she didn't have people of her own to help her right. with. Mm-hmm. And so she just kind of like, you know, kind of hid the background. Her own. Mm-hmm. And I so like Hunt is like low key pissed. He's like, you could have offered your own power. And Celestina says, I've lived with the consequences of my choice since then. Mm-hmm. So, like, I she clearly regrets it. Right. And so that's just, like, another, like, if we're, like, we're, like, I'm picturing, like, the scales mm-hmm. of justice. It's, like, if we're filling one scale of, like, is Celestina good or is this it is a like lie? Adding, this is adding like, to it. It's adding to that, like, mm-hmm. genuine side. Yeah. And, like, she admits that, like, 
without formally saying she's glad that she, that he killed Sandriel. Yeah. And it's like, how did she know about that? Like, it's, I don't know. But, like, that adds to the good bucket. Like, and what's even more insane, she tried to buy Hunt three times. What? Three times. She raised the funds to buy Hunt three separate times. And the Asteri said no. Yeah. She says... I'd like to apologize for my failure to extract you from the masters who held you in the years after Shahar fell. Like she's, she's apologizing. Right. Cause she was like, I couldn't let somebody that Shahar loved be trapped like that. And I was just like, this woman has a heart of gold. Seriously? Like she didn't even know hunt and to try no. to buy him because your friend loved him. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. But she's like, I had to stop trying to buy you because it would look suspicious to the right. Assyria after like a they're third like, Why time. are you still trying to buy him? Right. I was just in awe. Yeah. Like, and she, like she wants them to be friends now. Like, yeah. and you know, she's there if hunt needs anything is kind of what she's telling him. I love that. Mm hmm. I was, yeah, this whole conversation was shocking. Yeah. Um, but I loved how it ended. He mm-hmm. says, you don't need to feel guilty, you know, about the shit that happened to me. And she says, why? And he says, if I'd gone to you and Nina, I would have never come here to Lunathian. I never would have met Bryce. Mm-hmm. And then he says, in every horror, every nightmare, all of it had been worth it for her. Stop. (laughs) So sweet. It's all the feels. Every feel. It's like the fact that he can now think that like all the crap he's been through. It's all worth it. Like that's so crazy. We know this guy was tortured and like killed people and it was all worth it now. Yeah. I love that. It's so sweet. So sweet. All right. So he leaves Celestina and he runs into Baxian Mm -hmm. in the hallway. Yep. And they're just kind of being sassy to each other yeah hunt's like i don't buy whatever you're selling like yeah. <laughs> and you know Baxian says like new city new rules um and he yeah. doesn't have to pretend with pollux anymore and i'm like dude i get that like you know when you're trapped with somebody every day that you hate it's yeah. way easy it's like way better to pretend that you're all hunky-dory when yep. versus like trying to act like hunt was with pollux like yeah we see how that goes yeah didn't go well so um, but it's interesting. So he like keeps asking Baxian questions, like whether it was this conversation or previous ones mm-hmm. and he's not getting straight answers. No. And so at one point he says, why can't anyone give me a direct answer these days? And Baxian says, you tell me your secrets, Athelar, and I'll tell you mine. And I'm like, secrets. Mm. What are your secrets? I know. Well, it's like Hans like looking at him. He like takes a second. He's like truly looking and he's like, I can see a change in this guy. So yeah. it's like, what's changed? And yeah. So that's like, now I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. What's like, different? is he like, maybe he is like the person Hunt thought he was 30 years ago, but now he's a totally different person. So it's like, I'm wondering like what happened in that 30 year time span to totally change him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping we find out. <laughs> yep. Did you notice anything else? Um, no. I mean, it just says Hunt takes off into the sky and thinks something vital hanging in the balance. And I'm like, mm. what? Like, I feel like there's going to be something pivotal with yeah. Hunt and Baxian's relationship. And I'm so, like, interested to see, like, when it happens and what it's going to entail. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. And right. I also realized this is not uh, necessarily related, but we say interesting so much in oh, this podcast. We? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening back to an episode Shoot. today and I was like, huh, 
I was like, are there other words for interesting? Because we say interesting a Curious. Lot. Curious. We need to just change it up in there. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to print out the thesaurus page for interesting. All the synonyms. And we can just rotate through the synonyms. <laughs> oh, guys, we're sorry if we suck at talking. No. But it's SJM. Everything's interesting and intriguing because you this don't know. Book specifically? Yes. All the, like the weird statements that they make, like yes. everything's like hidden and in disguise, and like you're just waiting for the next shoe to drop. So it's all interesting. Yes. So I'm sorry if we say it all the time, but I was I was like, wow, we say interesting a lot at this. <laughs> dang it. I know. We're gonna have to step up our game. I know. Maybe one of us is interesting. One of us is curious. Okay. We assign each other. Yeah. <laughs> you get these three words. Yes. I get these three words. Mm-hmm. We'll do better. Yeah. Um. Okay. Chapter 23? 23, yeah. Ethan helps Therian with an investigation. Mm-hmm. Bryce and Rune's lunch gets hijacked by a reaper. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, like, love, 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 love Bryce and Rune. Yeah. Like, the fact that she asked him to come have winter solstice. It's so like, sweet. It melted my heart. And, like, his reaction to her was just even more priceless. I was so precious. I loved it so much. But then, like, what, like, WTF? A reaper takes hunt a rune. Like yeah. what, what, what? I don't what? know. I'm dead. What yeah. is happening? Um, so the chapter opens up though, um, with a different character. Ethan mm-hmm. is like helping Varian with an investigation. Like there's been a murder and he's mm-hmm. tagging along, yeah. sniffing things out. And he's he's like ox style now. Like he's dressed yeah. in like all the black, so I feel like he's really, you know, whatever Rune had mentioned about, like, you know, I could take him as part of the ox. And Therian's like, yeah, you can work under me. Like, it's definitely all. It's happening. It's happening. Um, But there was a female Selkie that was killed execution Mm -hmm. style on the Eastros. And that's just terrible. Yeah. Um, Because Therian's, like, looking at this and he says, like, Gorzian bullet to the right thigh to keep her from shifting into her seal form. Then a slow bleed out from a slice to her left femoral artery. Repeated lacerations indicate the the murderer reopened her thigh incision continuously to keep her bleeding until she died. Oh, my gosh. I was like, whoa. A lot. All, like, what what were they, why? What did this poor Selby do? torturing her. For what purpose to get answers to something yeah he thinks it's about a meal yeah i can see where he's going with that i just that's crazy um one thing i noticed so ethan's obviously there to help and he's he's right. sniffing around but he will not shift mm-hmm. into his wolf form right he says he couldn't bear to take that form to feel that empty sold wolf Hmm. It makes me so sad. I know. That's such a core part of who he is. I know. It, 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 he's only going to last for so long. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So, but no, he definitely, like, picks up something. And he, like, Therian, like, gives him this look. And he's like, keep it quiet of the same instinct as you do about this. Like, Ethan is putting stuff together. And, like, yeah. Therian is too. But it's like, they don't want anybody aware of the situation right well so so they kind of they get away and they're kind of mm -hmm. having a one-on-one conversation yeah and they're very much in sync they think it's a meal they think well they don't think emil killed the selkie but that pippa is there and like hunting for him and this was part of her she tortured this poor selkie to get information about where ethan or where um emil was right which is terrible yes uh next up we are at therian's office beneath and yes. he brought Ethan. 
And I was right. like, holy crap. I can't imagine like going below. Yeah. Probably like very disorienting for yeah. Ethan. Well, he's like, Ethan's like looking around, like definitely this is the first time he's been below. Yeah. I can't imagine, especially as like a dog, like, or a wolf, you know, like somebody that is a shifter and they're natural. They are land creatures. They are mm-hmm. not water creatures. So I feel like that would be extra weird to be yeah. underwater. And so they're just, they're really diving in. They're like, they're talking about Pippa and the revels mm-hmm. and just like, game game planning right things and ethan is very um brass i would say just saying like you know like we can take her my brother took down mm-hmm. philip briggs and therian's like hold it like yeah. so she's a lot worse trust me mm-hmm. and so you know they're kind of going back and forth a little bit because i think ethan is like learning how to work with someone else yeah i feel so, like he's definitely much more in that solo mindset yeah right they're now. in they're in the storming phase mm-hmm. of, of becoming a team <laughs> Um, so very much, I thought it was so funny where Ethan, you know, threatens to like go after her on his own. And Therian's like, well, you're stuck down here now. And Mm -hmm. Therian's like, or sorry. Then Ethan's like, really? You trap me. He's like, for your own safety. Yeah. You know what Bryce would do to me if you wound up dead? I'd never get to fondle her underwear again. And I'm just, I'm dying at the two of them. But I also love that Therian is looking out for Ethan yeah, and not just like using him and sending him out on. Right missions for mm-hmm. things that aren't safe right so that's good mm-hmm. but their conversation's interrupted because they um you know someone comes to the door it's one of his officers mm-hmm. saying that the boss wants to see him yeah river queen has summoned him and Yikes. like it must be bad because apparently it's storming during the summer dry months and i was like wait they control that the river queen controls the weather something about that mood interesting intriguing oh dang it <laughs> interesting ah oh. no you're perfect um okay so then we pan to bryce and rune and mm-hmm. they're at lunch together yep and on a side note i think it's so funny how bryce is like dying of the summer heat mm-hmm. and rune's like it's not that hot and i just i relate to bryce so deeply like <laughs> me and heat, we do not. Yeah. We're not good friends. And so I was just like, shut up, Rune. Leave her alone. <laughs> and you know he's wearing like a leather jacket. Like, I know. He's like, such oh, a punk. God. That reminds me also of, did you watch the originals? Which was like the Vampire no, Diaries like, spinoff. I did. Oh, so good. But I so know. Everyone tells me to. It takes place in New Orleans. Yeah. And everyone is always wearing leather jackets. I was like, <laughs> have any of these people ever been in New Orleans? It's like a bazillion degrees with like a million percent humidity. I was like, how? Is there never a single drop of sweat on these people? How are they all in leather jackets all the time? That's so funny. That's literally what I think of when I think of hot, sweaty, like leather jackets. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, how did you not get a drop of sweat on you when you were filming this stuff? Anyways, sorry, really random side tangent. No, that's hilarious. Um, but so yeah, so she's complaining, but um Rune is talking about his weapons. He says, gotta hide the weapons, and he's like, you know, patting his leather jacket because that's why he's wearing it, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and what was it? Uh she says, Can't have the Taurus getting skittish. And he's, she <laughs> says, You literally carry a sword. That has a different impact on people than a gun. And I was like, it's just really interesting because it's like, it's so true. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Randall had taught her that a long time ago, swords could mean hope, resistance, and strength, and guns meant death. Yeah. And I was like, 
how like I never thought of that before honestly like if I was walking around and I saw someone with a sword I would be like cool sword right I see someone with a gun I'm like run right like it's so interesting that like a sword doesn't mean death yeah but like a gun does like I don't know it's really bizarre to me I never thought about that until it was like pointed out but I was like Mm -hmm. you're right like a sword is like cool and like it could bring hope it could be fear like it could be everything yeah but a gun's not Mm -mm. I don't know I just felt like I needed to say that yeah and then um there's like an interesting little thing here so like Bryce is obviously still fighting with her mom right Mm -hmm. and apparently her mom sent her a postcard Mm -hmm. and that's like when they when she was younger like that was their means of like communicating when they were in an argument yeah and I just I thought that was so funny yeah like mother-daughter relationships yeah because he's like, weren't you, didn't you live together? And he's like, you sent their postcards in the same house? Like, Yeah. She's, she's like, yeah, we just slipped it under a door. I'm like, okay. I mean, I can get that. Like, sometimes it's just easier to write than verbalize yeah. when, you know, you've had an argument. So I see that. I think it's like a unique kind of quirky way to do it. But I appreciate that they worked past their arguments. Yeah. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so get that little like tidbit there that she's still dodging her mom but she says like you know i'll i'll reach out to her in the near future yeah um but she's just you know trying to figure things out still Mm -hmm. but in mentioning her they talk about winter solstice Mm -hmm. and how she's planning on bringing hunt home oh for the holidays i know i love that sweet Mm -hmm. just made me made me smile they're like taking it to the next level i know i mean like he's already met them but it's like official when you bring somebody home for the holidays yeah i know um and it gets better yeah because then she invites rune i know melt my heart all the feels oh it said rain splattered on the pavement but rune stopped his eyes filled with such hope and happiness that bryce's chest hurt but he said bringing hunt home huh and he's just like playing it off but it was just like that made me so happy and so sad like i'm just so happy that they are like so much closer than ever before i love it so much yeah um, but it's like pouring rain because of, I guess, the River Queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they like step inside to like get out of the rain. Yes. Um, and he kind of like shifts conversation asking why she won't touch the star sword. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's been brought up in conversation before. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like, well, it's it's yours. Like I have Danica's sword. Like there's no reason for me to have it. And he's just like, but you're even more starborn. Like you should have it. And mm-hmm. so he's being very generous. I'm like, Rune, just like keep your sword. I know. But he's really just going above and beyond trying to like offer it to mm-hmm. her. Um and then she at one point she says, I like that you're the chosen one. And he says, why? And she says, because I already have the star on my chest, I don't need a fancy sword to add to it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but I do. And she goes, honestly, I think you don't know how special you are, Rune. Mm-hmm. And it just... I know. I'm like, this. these siblings hyping each other up. I know. Just gave me all the feels. Yes. So, anywho. I know. Um, Let's see. And then we're talking about Adis and Hell. And there's just like... So many, like, questions about... There's so many questions. Yes. Like, gods. Are they real? Are they in different worlds? Like, hell's another world. Like... 
I just, just like so many. I d- ah, yeah, and theories. it's like you know the prophecy about the knife and the sword being reunited, yeah. and like I'm trying to think like what else was in here. Well, so she, she I think it's a great way to kick this off because mm-hmm. she talks about like well maybe there's a knife out there for me, mm-hmm. and she goes, but beyond that, what's Erd playing at, or is it Luna? What's the end goal? And Rune asks, you think the gods have something to do with all of this? And she says, after the spring, I can't help but wonder if there is something out there guiding all of this. If there's some game afoot that's, I don't know, bigger than anything we can grasp. Hell's another world, another planet. Ada said so months ago, I mean. The demons worship different gods that we do. But what happens when the worlds overlap? What When demons come here, do their gods come with them? And all of us, the veneer, we all came from somewhere else. We were immigrants into Midgard. But what became of our home worlds, our home gods? Do they still pay attention to us, remember us? And it's like, these are very interesting <laughs> questions, <laughs> right? Yes, they're, yes. And Rune's just like, this is some seriously sacrilegious shit for a lunchtime conversation, which is like, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back lunchtimes that are very intriguing for these people. Very intriguing. Um, but like, these are this is such a good line of questioning. Yeah. And it's like, I think if anyone put thought to it, they would ask the same questions. But for some reason, mm-hmm. it's been kept very surface level up to this point. But that's what yeah. I love about Bri. She is asking. Yes. The questions because she's such a thinker. Mm-hmm. But anywho. Yes. The conversation kind of cuts off there. Mm-hmm. She says, like, I just have this feeling and she closes her eyes. And when she reopens them, Rune was gone. I was gone. like, wait, what? Gone. <laughs> what just happened? Yes. It says a rotted, veilless reaper, black cloak and robes clinging to its bony body, rain sleuthing down its sagging grayish face, was dragging her unconscious brother across the drenched street. Its acid green eyes glows as if lit by hellfire. What is the reaper doing? What? They're not supposed to do things like that. Well, my first thought, was he dead? Like, did they come to collect him? He was just there. He was just there, but I was like, was he supposed to die? Like, what? What is happening? I have no idea. Um, Uh, But yeah, it, he takes him into a sewer drain. Yeah. Down into the sewer. And I was like, oh dear God, here we go. Also, SJM and sewers. What is with them? Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) All right, chapter 24. Mm-hmm. Bryce tries to save Rune from Reapers and succeeds with the help of Cormac. And like notice? reeling from this chapter. Yeah. Like abducted by Reapers. Like what? Apollyon sent them? Bryce yep. can kill a Reaper with a star sword? Like what, what, what? Ah! All of the questions. Yes. Um. So it opens with Rune's perspective where he's basically knocked out. Mm-hmm. But Agent Day mm-hmm. is talking to him. Yeah. She's just like, night, night, open your eyes, open your eyes, wake up. And, you know, he's like, what happened? She's like, I have no idea what happened to you or how I found your mind. I simply felt, I don't know what I felt, but the bridge was suddenly there. I think you're in grave danger wherever you are. Open your eyes, wake up now. And it's like, that's so intense. Yes. And like, that's one of my worst nightmares. No. Of like, like, obviously not this exact thing, but being like, like knowing someone is in grave danger mm-hmm. and like all you can do is be like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> well, like what kills me in this whole thing is like, she's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he's like, oh, no shit. Like, why do I know your voice? Like you're sent. I, 
and she's like, you can't smell me. He's like, I can, I know it. And I'm like, why are you focused on that? Wake up. Wake like, up. Like, don't, what, who cares about her voice sounds like? Think about it later. What? What are Rune. you doing, Rune? Such a guy. You're such a freaking guy. <laughs> um, okay. And then we pivot to Bryce. She immediately goes into the sewers yes. to save Rune. Mm-hmm. And there's not one, but five yeah. Reapers. <laughs> and they're just like holding Rune there. And she's like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. And they say that we bear a message. And... Like, they won't let her approach. Mm-hmm. And she tells them, or they tell her, the prince of the pit sent us. And she goes, you don't serve him. I doubt your king would be happy about it. And she, they say, we bear his message nonetheless. And it's like, what? What? Why? Why? What does that mean? Why is the prince of the pit doing this? Right. Why does he control the reapers? Right. What is going on? I have no clue. Also, like... Apollyon, you just talked with Hunt. Like, right. It's been like a day. Chill. Relax. <laughs> um, and she tells them, she's like, put Prince Rune down and we can talk. And they say, and have you used the star on us? We think not. Yeah. And it's like, like being very strategic. Well, it just reminds me of like Adis being like, you haven't figured out your powers yet. Like it's more than just a freaking glowing star. I'm like, right. what does this star do that the Reapers are scared? Yeah. Well, we learn. Mm-hmm. We learn real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, well, she, she asked what the message is, and it's Apollyon, Prince of the Pit, is ready to strike. And she says he's going to launch a war. And uh, then it says, doo, 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 the Prince of the Pit wants a worthy opponent this time, one who will not break so easily as Prince Peleus did so long ago. He insists on facing you, Starborn, as your full power. And I was like, wait, I thought he was on their side. Right. They... Ada's told us like hell's armies are at your disposal. So like, why? So why? Why would? Why would he be fighting? Why would he want to fight Bryce? I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so she says, "Tell him I was literally on my way to training before you half lives interrupted me." <laughs> um, and they say, "Train harder, train better." He is waiting, and I'm just like, "What is the point?" I it literally has been a day. Well, but also, like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, th- this whole interaction seems pointless. Are you trying to kill Rune to, like, motivate her? Like, I don't know what the yeah. point of all of this abduction is. It makes no sense. And then they also say that the Prince of the Pit already hunts through the Bone Quarter's mists to find the other one who might be his worthy opponent or his greatest weapon. And immediately Bryce is like, a meal? It's like, was is the... he looking for a meal? I'm like, was the Bone Quarter the answer to the riddle? I was like, that's... It can't be that easy. Maybe? But, like, why? Why does Apollyon want this kid? It makes no sense. No. I'm like, doesn't that guy have so much power? Like, what could he do with a Thunderbird? Yeah. Well, and then, so, her and the Reapers start to get into it. Mm-hmm. And then Cormac appears. Mm-hmm. To, like, help get her out, essentially. Yeah. Well, everybody out. So, he he appears, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. And grabs a Reaper. And then vanishes with the Reaper. And then appears again. And does that again. And you're like, what? Can you, what? Cormac? Are you like apparating? Like, what are you doing? Are you teleporter? I don't know. Ooh. Interesting. Yes. And then in the middle of that, he's just like, use like the, use the fucking light. I like, know. Use your light. <laughs> like fight them. And then, um, so she starts doing that. She punches out her power to try to save Rune. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Cormac like snatches Rune, 
teleports Rune out, and so Cormac returns again, and then they're like fighting the Reaper. Like this is just like an epic battle scene. Mm-hmm. And Bryce is has the Star Sword. Yeah, because like it got left behind with Rune. Like she like snatched it from Rune as right. he was disappearing, mm-hmm. and goes to slash a Reaper that's lunging, and it slices the Reaper. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Mystery. Well, it says the star sword sang with light, her power flowing into it, activating it. Activating it? That's a weird word. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing had ever felt so right, so easy as plunging the blade into the bony chest of the wounded reaper. It pierced, bellowing black blood, spurting from its withered lips. Like, they're not supposed to be killable. No, they are unkillable. And yet, the sword killed them yeah crazy insane and then cormac grabs a hold of her and they teleport again yeah and now they're officially safe and free of the reapers but bryce is like hold on a second you teleport like what is going on and but cormac is just looking at the star sword and is just in shock yeah well and she's like having a hard time letting it go like Mm -hmm. she's having to like force her hand to release it yep i'm like what does this mean like, oh, did you fine, know, fine. did you know this would happen? Because my thought is Bryce knew all this crazy stuff from the stupid library that she had access to. She seemed just as shocked. I don't know. I don't know if she does because mm, let's see. I don't know. I feel like Bryce has a lot of knowledge about a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like she's been putting off touching that sword. Like she's made such an effort to not even touch it that Part I'm like, wonders if it's just instincts though, with the sword, like she just, she, maybe it's like she can feel there's something extra with the sword and she doesn't even want to go into that. I don't know. And then like, it said like she, she unsheathed the sword without even thinking. So I wonder mm-hmm. again, it's like in life or death yeah. moment, instinct kicks in. She's like, yeah, I'm going to grab the sword and do the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My thought was she's done all this research like back in Jessica's yeah. library and knows that like the starborn with the star sword has so much more amplified power. And Maybe? it was like, she doesn't want to give herself more power because she doesn't want to be more powerful. So she's been avoiding touching it. I don't know. I don't know. I just think Bryce knows way more than she's letting on. It's suspicious. Suspicious. Good word. <laughs> all right. So that's the end of part one. And mm-hmm. now we dive into part two, the abyss. Mm. And chapter 25, which is our last chapter today. Yes. Um, Therian is punished by the River Queen and Rune visits his father. Tension. 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 <laughs> I'm like, the Autumn King and Rune meet. And there's so much more that the Autumn King seems to know and isn't revealing. I'm like, yeah. you and Bryce are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> for sure. As much <laughs> as we really like, don't want them to be similar, they are so similar. Yeah. Um, also, for those who know, Aelin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all yep. I'm going to say. But so, anyways, so this chapter starts off with Therian. So he had been yes. summoned at the end of the last chapter. Um, and now he's appearing in front of the River Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he start, and she starts by saying, it has come to my attention that you have asked my daughter on a date. I was like, wait, this? This is what you're so angry about? I thought it was this- business. I know. And I was like, I thought you wanted him to be with her. I was so confused. But apparently, bringing her <laughs> to the surface world no go it is how a no dare go. he well she's like a fragile thing what did she say about it uh she said lunathian is a wild forest of distraction and pleasure it will devour her whole 
This reminds me <laughs> of Mother Gothel from the movie Tangled. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Yes, I love Tangled. <laughs> yeah. She gives me those vibes. She definitely gives me those. I was like, I don't think the girl's fragile. Like, right. She went to the summit. Yeah, the summit. Like, yeah. she did fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, Therian brings that up. And she's just like, no. No. She's like, that was an orchestrated, like, secured event. Yeah. Lunathian is a wild, wild she's like, force. like, do not do that again. No. Um, And so, like, she asks about a meal. And, like, he doesn't. He gives, like, a little bit of an update. But, obviously, he hasn't found anything yet. Right. So, she's mm-hmm. disappointed in that as well. Mm-hmm. And so, she comes up with a punishment for him. Well, I thought it was interesting because she makes a comment that she wants a meal found before Ophion, which we knew, but then also right. before the other river courts know. Oh, yeah. So it's like she like obviously, I mean, the river speaks to her. So it's like do all the river courts. And like we learn that there's, you know, four. There's four great rivers, the Eastros, the Melanthos, the Nivius and the Rebellus. Mm-hmm. And it's like the blue, the black, the white and the red, which I think it's interesting that they're not all blue. I was just assuming all river courts were blue. I was well, like, I mean, they're probably literally blue. Right. But, like, but it's like, I just, everybody calls this the blue court. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was weird that they're all different colored yeah, I don't know. names. Um, but apparently they have, they're respectively have all been rivals and they're all mighty and gifted with magic, all vain and ancient and bored. And I'm like, that's never a good combo. No. So it's it just like not. interesting because she, Therion thinks that like the river queen wants to use a meal to gain power over the other river courts, they're all going to like pledge loyalty to her. But if the other ones find her, then they could lose their like power basically. And he might have to like be almost like punished by being forced to go above and like not be a mer anymore. And he's like thinking like, well, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. And it's like the river queen's like watching him and he's like, I think she knows what I'm thinking. And that's (laughs) when it's like, here's your punishment, sir. Yeah. She says, before you invite my daughter on a date above again, I think you should witness firsthand the disrespect those above show the citizens of the beneath. And he is picking up trash. Yeah. I was like that. Is like the worst punishment for Therian. Honestly. And it's like right in the old square area. So yes. it's like everybody's out there. Everybody sees him. Yep. That sucks. I feel really bad for the guy actually. It does. Yep. So then we pivot. We are at Rune. Yes. He is at his dad's office. <laughs> um, and he's just like interrupted a meeting for obvious reasons. Yep. He was just attacked by Reapers. Yeah. Um, But he... His dad is just so like, this couldn't wait. And, you know, Rune's like, well, you know, Reapers just came after me. He's like, well, you shouldn't have done something to them. And it's like, why would you assume? Why would you assume that your son did something to the Reapers of all the creatures? So I was just like, really, Autumn King? Really? Yeah. Um, But Rune kind of just jumps in asking like what the lore behind the sword is, Mm -hmm. which is just like an interesting, interesting. It's an interesting question going to the autumn king because like the autumn king is so knowledgeable i feel like he knows so much more than he lets on and it's like if you drop a question like that he knows something happened like yeah and it's just like trying to get the information out of you to figure out what happened and like what that means Mm -hmm. so i feel like rune does not do the best job of kind of like Trying to ask the questions without, like, actually giving the information. I mean, you can only yeah. do so much. But he kind of talks about a little bit of what happened. Mm-hmm. Gives him a, 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 
small like lowdown, right? Because he just keeps asking about like special powers or weird gifts, right? And then obviously the reapers tried to jump him, and that the sword reacted. Mm-hmm. And the his dad's like, "How did it react?" Right. I was like, "React" <laughs> is an interesting word. Yeah. Um. And, but Rune says, "Shouldn't a father ask if his son is all right and why the reapers attack?" <laughs> And he goes, you appear in harm. Like, you're fine. Um, and then he, like, goes back to the question, like, how did it react? And he answers, it glowed. They ran from it. Any idea why? And the Autumn King says what we already knew. They are already dead. Blades hold no threat to him, to them. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, well, they freaked, which I'm just like, you should probably tell him that, like, it killed like it didn't it, they didn't just freak it was stabbed it yeah it like it died killed one yeah um but the Amkin gives us a little bit of detail he says it's an ancient sword from another world made from the metal of a fallen star a meteorite this sword exists beyond our planet's laws perhaps the reaper sensed that and shied away hmm. Hmm. <laughs> curious very <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then there's kind of some animosity between Rune and the Autumn King about Bryce. Yep. Um, and he goes to say that if the sword is acting up, I'd suggest keeping it far away from your sister. And I was like, huh? Mm. Like, why? And he says, in ancient times, starborn rivals would slit each other's throats, even those of the children. She is now more powerful than you and I are, as you like to remind me. And he asks, are you telling me to kill Bryce? And the Autumn King says, if you had any backbone, you would have done it in the moment you learned she was starborn. Now what are you? A second-rate prince who only possesses the sword because she allows you to have it. I'm like, fuck, dude. But, like, again, this makes me believe Bryce knows more about the star sword. I don't know. Because it's like, he knows more. And Bryce has access to so much knowledge. So maybe, like, that's why she didn't want to touch it because she didn't want to, like, get the bond with it. I don't know. These are just my thoughts. But um, Rune says, pitting us against each other won't work. Bryce and I are good. And Autumn King says, power attracts power. It is her fate to be tied to a powerful male to match her own strength. I would rather not learn what comes of her union with the Umper Mortis. And he says, uh, Rune says, so you betrothed her to Cormac to avoid that? And he says, to consolidate that power for the Fae. But it's like, huh. Okay. Well, so if her and Hunt get together, what would happen? I don't know. I'm very curious what would happen. Like, he knows so much more. He really does. He needs to tell me. Um, yeah. So then the, the conversation kind of changes to, you know, the Autumn King and his power. Um, and he says, I am the king of the Fae. My word is law. I cannot overstep my authority. It has no limits. And Rune says, maybe it should. Them fighting words. Oh, yeah. So they do not end this conversation. Well. Well. No. But alas. And that's where we pretty much end. Yeah. Storm's out of the office. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's to come next. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so next week we're going to do chapters 26 through 28. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.